Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So I was in the shower. I was cleaning my ass and making all shirts all sparkly. Thank you, Clint. I'm not the funny one. I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I've imagined your pants. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, podcast listeners. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Great. Um, I just made a huge mistake. What'd you do? Well, we are recording this at uh, about quarter to six in the evening, uh-huh. and I have not eaten dinner yet. Uh-uh. And I opened up our Discord chat and looked at the food, and somebody had posted a picture, oh the video of risotto. And I'm like, I would risotto into that. Yeah, I will say that people on the Discord channels, they post some amazing food. There's some great cooks out there. I don't know like what we have to do to get them come to cook for me, but I, I need people to come cook for me because y'all are amazing. Like the food looks so fucking good. Yeah. Which I know that's not necessarily what you might think <laughs> our Discord chat would be about. And don't get me wrong, there's there's plenty of nudity as well, but goddamn the food. That, that's <laughs> just one of many channels. Come it? for the nudity, stay for the food. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Buy the Buy Restaurant. Say it's one of many channels, but it is such a good one. Oh, oh. so good. Anyway, yeah. uh, if you want to get part of our Discord chat, all you have to do is support us on any level on patreon.com slash by the by podcast. We've had a, a huge influx of people recently. Uh, in the past week, I think we've had three or four new people join our Discord chat, and that's been kind of nice and fresh meat. Yeah. And, you know, fresh meat in the <laughs> which is great. I love it. What do we have coming up in the future? Do you know? April 28th. Oh, that's right. Our next pendulum. We've got some folks that have already booked their flights so that they can come so uh, in from Adelaide. That's exciting. But yeah, so April 28th. Uh-huh. And, uh, and that I'm is. I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah. Because if you listen to the podcast on the last pendulum, I'm ready. I, I need to be a Slutterella. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's true. You do need this yeah mama wants <laughs> it's a long ways away but you know it's okay uh, make it happen that's great we also have our escape to the tropic states those are november 8th through the 13th that is um wow i can't believe i actually got that i looked over at you questioningly and you're like shaking your head yeah you got it Fucking <laughs> oath, mate. uh november 8th through the 13th and uh if you are interested in joining us in queensland uh you know Send us a message or go to RHP, uh, Red Hot Pie, and uh, express your interest through the events page. It's it's yep. already on there. Or through exclusively RHP as well. That's correct. Any of those channels will get it. It's the way to go. Yeah. So this week, we're going to try something a little different than we normally do. Uh-oh. 
I know, I know. Angela doesn't know about this. Yet. I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> Welcome to Angela. <laughs> I'm, I'm also a little afeard. Uh, it's going to be fun. So I have written up some stuff about pride, world pride, and things like that. And I want to just kind of read through it, and then we can discuss. I've got a lot of stuff, and okay. it might bounce around a little. I was trying to be clever and creative. I wasn't. But I wanted to talk about, you know, world pride is still going on. It started February 17th, and then it goes through March 5th here in Sydney. And since we're right in the midst of world pride, I thought, you know, and coming up on the end and we've got, we're marching across the bridge. On March 5th. On March 5th. At stupid o'clock early in the morning. At stupid o'clock in the morning. (laughs) But I mean, I wanted to talk about sort of world pride and then we can also talk about what our experiences have been so far. Uh And then also a bit of Sydney Mardi Gras and pride in general. Okay. All right. So first I wanted to do a bit of a history on queer pride events. And when I use the word queer, I will mean LGBTQIA plus individuals. Mm -hmm. And if you fall into that, or if you don't fall into that and want to identify yourself as queer, I'm talking about you as well. So there's a bunch of us. All right. Queer pride events have a long and rich history that date back to the Stonewall riots in 1969, which were a series of demonstrations by LGBTQIA plus individuals in response to police raids on the Stonewall Inn in New York. So one of the things, we've both been to the Stonewall Inn, and it was kind of cool to see it. I mean, it was really cool to see it. But I was kind of surprised at the size, right? I was expecting something giant, and it's not. It's kind of a little dive bar. It's kind of cute. Yeah, Uh, has a rainbow flag out in front of it. And if you've ever played the Spider-Man video games on PS four or five, (laughs) you can actually visit the Stonewall and it has the pride flag out front and it's really cool. Go video games. Well, I mean, they're realistic, right? I know, right? Yeah. (laughs) The Stonewall riots are widely considered to be the catalyst for the modern queer rights movement. And the first pride march in the U.S. took place in New York City on June 28th, 1970 to commemorate the one year anniversary of the riots. Okay. Since then, Pride events have grown in size and scope and are now held in cities around the world. Pride events typically include parades, marches, rallies, and festivals featuring music, performances, speech, and other cultural and political activities. Over the years, Pride events have become an important symbol of queer visibility and resistance, challenging heteronormative assumptions and attitudes, and asserting the value and dignity of LGBTQIA plus lives. They are a way of making queer people and their struggles visible to the wider society, promoting understanding and acceptance, and challenging stereotypes and prejudices. Pride events also serve as a platform for advocacy and political mobilization, raising awareness about issues affecting the queer community and pushing for legal and social change. Many Pride events feature speakers, workshops, and other educational activities aiming to educate and empower community members, allies, and general public to take action to support queer rights and freedoms. The history of queer pride events reflects the ongoing struggle for queer rights and freedoms and the continued importance of promoting visibility, acceptance, and social change. So a little more about the Stonewall riots. So the Stonewall riots were a series of spontaneous violent demonstrations by members of the queer community in response to a police raid on the Stonewall Inn in New York City in the early hours of June 28, 1969. 
At that time, homosexuality was illegal in most states in the U.S. LGBTQIA people were frequently subjected to harassment and arrest by police. The Stonewall Inn was a popular gathering place for queer individuals, particularly those who were marginalized or discriminated against, such as homeless youth and sex workers. On the night of June 28, 1969, police raided the Stonewall Inn, arresting patrons and employees. The raid was met with resistance from those inside the bar, and a crowd gathered quickly outside to support them. The situation escalated into violent clashes between the police and the crowd, with people throwing objects and shouting. The riots continued for several nights, and the events marked a turning point in the queer rights movement. The Stonewall riots galvanized the queer community, bringing together activists, allies, and marginalized groups in a united struggle for rights and acceptance. In the aftermaths of the riots, a number of queer organizations were formed, and rights groups began to demand an end to discriminatory laws and policies. The first Pride March in the U.S. took place the following year, on the anniversary of the riots, and has since become an annual event celebrated in cities around the world. I was going to say, it sounds a bit reminiscent of uh, what happened here as well. That's right. A bit later. Yes. Uh, stay tuned. I've got yeah, some okay. stuff on that all as well, right, but right. that's that's going to be later. Okay. Say, I mean, the U.S. may have been uh, earlier, but it's it's not unique. No, not at all. So, World Pride. In order to understand World Pride and and where it comes from, first, and I didn't know this, you have to know about Interpride. So it's I N T E R Pride. Interpride is the International Association of LGBTQIA plus Pride Organizers. It's a nonprofit organization that was founded in 1982 to promote pride events around the world and support the queer community in its struggle for equality and human rights. Interpride's mission is to increase the visibility of the queer community, promote pride events and organizations, and provide a platform for advocacy and political mobilization. It aims to foster networking, communication, and cooperation amongst pride organizers and LGBTQIA organizations globally. It's run by a board of directors made up of representatives from member organizations around the world. Member organizations are required to be pride organizations that produce a public event and have an open and democratic governance structure. Interpride hosts an annual conference that brings pride organizers and queer advocates from around the world to share knowledge and best practices, discuss issues affecting the community, and build alliances for social and political change. So Interpride created... The first World Pride. Right. And did you know the history of World Pride? Do you know when it started? I mean, I just said that Interpride started in 1982, but... But when did it actually become like World Pride? Yeah, and I didn't know this. 2000s? I don't know. I hate you. (laughs) What? The idea of World Pride was first proposed by Interpride in the late 1990s. The first World Pride was held in Rome in 2000 with the theme... Love Between Peoples. Hmm. It was organized in response to the Jubilee 2000 celebrations, which were being held in Rome that year and were seen as an opportunity to draw attention to the ongoing discrimination and persecution faced by queer communities worldwide. Interesting. Since then, World Pride has been every few years in multiple cities. In 2000, Rome. In 2006, Jerusalem, Israel. Hmm. 2009, London, UK. 2012, London, the UK, held in conjunction with the Olympics. Mm. In 2014, 
Toronto, Canada. 2017, Madrid, Spain. 2019, New York, making it the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Rides. Yeah, And then nice. now, 2023, in Sydney, Australia. Yay! Yay! Go Sydney! Sydney World Pride is a... Sydney World Pride was the first time World Pride was held in the Southern Hemisphere. I was wondering about that, yeah. Well, I mean, arguably... there's not that many major cities yeah, in the Southern exactly. Hemisphere. Yeah, exactly. You've got yeah. us, New Zealand... South America and Africa, yeah. parts of Africa. Yeah. And like, that's basically it. So it was here or Johannesburg or. Could do like South America, maybe. Yeah. Depending on what the laws are like in the countries. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think the current political state of Brazil <laughs> kind of rules out Brasilia. Yeah. But anyway, um, the decision to host World Pride in Sydney was made in 2019, and the event was ex- is expected, was expected, I don't know, mm. has it, mm. uh, to draw hundreds of thousands of visitors to Sydney. I'd be curious to know how so it came. there is a website yeah. called Sniffies. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's a... What exactly is it's that? It's like Grindr, but it's a, it's like Grindr, but it's a website. Uh-huh. And so... I have been on Sniffies. I was an early adopter of Sniffies. (laughs) I love it. We have two accounts on here. You probably don't even know this. No. One that's just for me, one for us as a couple, because there's a lot of bad dudes on (laughs) Sniffies. And (laughs) I can tell you that the group, like the number of density of people since mid-February to now has quadrupled. Mm -hmm. Like there are so (laughs) many users on there. Grinder. When I open Grinder now, like, it's amazing that within, like, I, th- I can't remember how many. Well, I know that when we were at the dance party in the domain, you were talking about that. Like, you open up Grinder, it's like everybody's within, like, three feet, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, like, I think the farthest person away from me was that I could look at. And I think I can see the first 600 profiles or mm-hmm. something like that. I don't know. It's first multi-hundred profiles. And the farthest person away was 70 meters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God, I could still throw a rock and hit you. <laughs> Which is the other thing. I don't know if you've paid attention to Instagram or Facebook lately. The number of people that we know that were at the dance in the domain. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, you were there. Oh my God, you were there. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Looking at Instagram and Facebook, like the number of people that were there, but you, you couldn't tell, like you would have no idea. Right. And we even did a walk around to just see and whatever. Yeah. But I guess the thing is, it's really funny. It's a big space. I wasn't looking for people. Right. I was looking at people. It's also a big space and we didn't venture like in the depths of the crowd to try to find people that we knew, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it it would have been easy to miss people. So the theme for Sydney World Pride is one world, one love, one pride, highlighting the importance of global solidarity and the interconnectedness, interconnectedness. Easy for you to say. I mean, that's a great word for Scrabble. (laughs) uh, Of LGBTQIA plus struggles around the world. And it also overlapped with, of course, Sydney Mardi Gras. Yeah. Which was first held in officially in the in the late seventies. Yeah, the first Sydney Mardi Gras. Are we going to count nineteen seventy eight as? The I first? wouldn't count seventy eight as the first. Right, seventy nine would have been the first. Okay. So well, all right. Don't you think? No, I actually think seven. I would say seventy eight. All right. Because seventy eight was the first year that people got out and really started protesting and marching yeah. and gathering. Right. Okay. So yeah, I think it'd be okay. seventy eight. So the first Mardi Gras parade was held in Sydney in 1978, and it was initially called the Gay Solidarity Mardi Gras. The event was organized in response to police brutality and discrimination against the queer community in Australia. At the time, homosexuality was still illegal in many parts of the country, 
and queer people face significant social and legal barriers to their rights and freedoms. The first Mardi Gras parade was met with violent opposition from the police, who arrested over 50 participants and used excessive force to break up the march. Many participants were beaten, and some were publicly humiliated and outed by the media. Despite this violence, the queer community continued to organize and hold the parade in subsequent years, growing in size and visibility with each passing year. Over time, the Mardi Gras parade has become an iconic event in Sydney and a symbol of LGBTQIA plus visibility and pride in Australia. It has become a platform for advocacy and social change, with many participants using the event to raise awareness about issues affecting the community, such as marriage equality, anti-discrimination laws, and access to health care. Today, the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras is one of the largest and most diverse events in the world, featuring a wide range of events and activities, including workshops, film screenings, which some of us had a film in, and (laughs) cultural performances. The parade remains the centerpiece of the event, drawing tens of thousands of participants and spectators each year and serving as a powerful symbol of queer visibility and resistance in Australia and beyond. The 78ers are a group of queer activists and community members who participated in the first Mardi Gras parade on June 24th, 1978. Despite the police brutality, the 78ers who participated in the first parade refused to be silenced or intimidated. They continued to fight for queer rights and visibility, organizing protests and demonstrations and advocating for our legal and social change. Um, They're still an important part of our history and still one of my favorite uh, parade floats. Yeah. They're always one of the early ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in in the Mardi Gras parade, so so should we talk about the parade, or do you want so to talk about other events? Let's first? start at the our beginning and see like what did we do? So we had, of course, we did the queer screen. Yeah, and so queer screen was where the film was shown. Yep. Refused classification, and, um, and we had our party. Yep, and we had our pendulum party, which was a nice kind of lead in and kick off and just started a really big weekend, a big couple of weeks for us. Yeah. So that was really great. Um, the Saturday we had a whole big gathering of discord people that had come in from Sydney wide, New South Wales wide, yeah. Australia wide, uh, someone from the U S even. Yeah. So that was good. That was good. Cause our, our dear friend Kobe, uh, he posted to our discord chat said, Hey, Hey mates, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's all go for beers. And we did. And it was, just a delightful little get together at a pub. Yeah. And one of the other things that we did uh, the next week, one of the nights we went to see a show called All the Sex I've Ever Had. Yep. And that was absolutely phenomenal. It was one of those. So there are a lot of shows, a lot of events, a lot of music things, burlesque performances, different things. But this was, it felt, it felt like pride. It didn't feel like it was shoehorned in. It felt like it was celebrating pride and what pride is about. And to give you a, a gist of what it is, it's, it's called All the Sex I've Ever Had. And it was a panel of six older adults. And I think there were 65 and older. Yeah, I think I would believe that. And they went through and it was basically year by year and they would year by year, you know, skipping some here and there. Right. But it was. It was no, fun. It, I don't think so. I think it was every year was spoken. Do you think so? Yeah, I know okay. so. Because that was something that I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. OK, because I, I. Yeah. OK. Um, but they went through chronologically and every, and they would, you know, say what was going on in their life. And it was about just their life stories. Like, like I was born at this time. 
and this happened to me. This was my first crush, my first kiss, so whatever. And some of it was dark and some of it was celebratory. I mean, that's life. So some of it was sad. Some of it was hilarious. But what was interesting was when you got to 1978, they all told where they were on that night. Yeah. 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 And they, and many of them were part of the, part of the riots. Mm. And it was, it was really amazing to, to see it. So this show is a show that's been done multiple times. It's a production company out of Toronto, but this was the first time they had created a show that was all queer voices. Yeah. So gay, lesbian, and bisexual were all represented on on the panel. Uh, Brilliant is not a strong enough word to talk about how I felt about the show. It was deeply moving, both, you know, sad and happy. Really an amazing show. So if you ever get to see uh, a production of it, all the sex I ever had, it just came out of, I know it's been in Toronto, it was in Switzerland a couple of months ago with the same director there as it was down here. But yeah, highly, highly recommend that show. Um, but it was interesting when they got to the 1978 and they were all talking about where they were on that night and just their experiences. And it really does remind you of like what these, you know, we talk about a lot of the struggles and things that we deal with now, but I don't feel like in many of the Western worlds, at least, that we have to deal with physical violence yeah. as frequently as they did then. Not like they did. Yeah. I mean, yes, we do still, but not like it was then. And not as consistently, I would say. Yeah, because yeah. like oftentimes, I know with our partners, with Gentleman and Leo, uh, we hold hands and don't even think about it, right? Walking down the street, uh, walking around people, it's not even considered. It's just, that's just what we do. Yeah. But again... In the late 70s, of course, that wasn't something that you could safely do. Yeah. It's just interesting. But uh, yeah, so highly recommended that or would highly recommend that. Another thing we did was Fairday. Yep. Fairday is. Oh, Fairday is always. I love Fairday. So imagine your local state fair or whatever (laughs) and imagine it with music and drag queens. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And like all these wonderful things. Queer it up, color it up. We spent a lot of money. Um, you've got some stuff that's being custom made to you that at some point you've got to go get fitted, which I can't wait to yeah. go with you and and yeah and do that. That's that that's so exciting. Um yeah, we bought so much stuff. That's good. It was good fun stuff. And I will say that one of the things and I don't know how it is at other places in the world, but I will say that here it's nice because Fair Day and I'm going to extend this to the parade as well. There's a lot of community groups. Um, Fairday particularly, there's a lot of like small vendors and local artists and things that will have stalls there. You'll get your big companies. You now you have your Qantas's, you have your Canva. Was it was brought there. to us by Amex. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of the big companies will have tents and stuff like that. But I don't feel like it outshines the community groups and the sports groups and the small artisans and things like that. And they'll, you know, they even have ways to bring people in and do, you know, like involve the community and stuff. Um, the New South Wales Health was there. They were giving out COVID shots, monkeypox vaccines. 
there was, I think it was part of the health or at least in that health area where they were giving out free fruit and water bottles and stuff like that. RSPCA and pets. Oh, yeah, all the pet like, stuff because, I mean, queer dog owners. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the the puppies. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you got yeah. uh, dogs and pups. Like, it's it, so much goes on there. And, and you're right. Like, there's the, it, I can't remember the group, maybe Turing, which is yep. the scientists yep. that are queer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a really big mix of groups. And they, they do pretty well at, at sort of grouping the stalls in like but at the same time you know you just it you just wander around and you just see what you see and experience yeah. it all and it's really amazing and they and have shows and and you know stage things going on during the day a lot of custom artisans that are making jewelry or making t-shirts or making sculptures we saw somebody was had made uh ceramic dildos yep. custom ceramic dildos mm-hmm. like candles like you see all of this stuff and there's the koala people the koala people yeah yeah, like that donate 10 percent of their profits back to koalas with chlamydia because (laughs) stis are serious (laughs) but like one of the things that often comes back at that is that backlash against rainbow capitalism Mm -hmm. and if you don't know what rainbow capitalism is rainbow capitalism is the where corporations and businesses uh, market and in some cases exploit queer pride mm-hmm. and uh, and their and the identity for profit without actually supporting the rights or causes. Right. And we heard people say that, and like I look at it and I go, "Yeah, I I definitely hear you." But let's be realistic. Faraday isn't cheap, no. and it's not free. No. So somebody has to pay for that. And in order to make it more valuable or more approachable, I should say, by these local artisans, you got to have people like Canva and, and Amex and Qantas and Flight Center and all these people there to try to, you know, pan their goods off onto us. And ultimately, it brings visibility. So as long as the big corporations don't push out the small groups and the small companies and the community groups and things like that, the artisans, I'm OK with that. You know, if it ever got to the point that they were pushing them out, then I think that would be a really big problem. I think there'd also be a really big outcry from the local community and that would never, ever happen. Yeah. But at the same time, like you said, it's not cheap. It's not free. And and so I do think at least it's a way to help fund it. It does bring visibility. And in a lot of those companies do have their own policies internally, which help people. And let's be honest, queer people work at all companies, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah. And so. I ended up looking up and I was like, okay, what are three negatives and three positives to rainbow capitalism? Sure. And this is what I found on the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a conglomeration of things that I found. Okay. Um, negatives. Exploitation for profit. So some people see it as it's cynical, right? Yeah. They're just, they're just telling us what we want to hear so that they can make money off of us and, and get our money. Reinforcement of stereotypes. Uh, critics argue that rainbow capitalism reinforces stereotypes and superficial understandings of the queer community. This can be seen in a way that companies often focus on a narrow range of queer identities and experiences, such as cisgendered, gay, white, and male. Mm. This narrow focus can marginalize other groups within the queer community and reinforce negative stereotypes. Three, diversion of resources. Rainbow capitalism can also divert resources and attention away from more substantive efforts to support the queer community. For example, companies may donate a small percentage of sales from pride-themed merchandise to queer organizations, but this donation may be relatively small compared to the overall profits they are making from the merchandise. 
Like, I get that, but yeah. How often do companies donate anything? And yeah. sometimes even a little is better than nothing. Yeah. Um, so then I was like, okay, what are, what are three positive aspects of rainbow capitalism? And I got increased visibility, which I completely agree with, mm-hmm. in that by featuring queer themes and messaging in their products and marketing, companies can help raise awareness for queer issues and create more inclusive and accepting society. Financial support, which is what we just talked about. Yeah, it might not be a lot, but some is better than none. And finally, the signaling of allyship. And I think that's the one that's most important Mm -hmm. is, yeah, you're right. Amex was there. Amex is making money. Amex wants my credit card because they want my my interest rates. But where was Visa? Where was MasterCard? Apparently, they're everywhere you want to be. But I didn't see them. So, like, maybe maybe Amex said, we're the first one then. We're going to spend the most money. But, yeah, they've spent the most fucking money. And... Ultimately, it was like I had said earlier, which is not, well, not on the podcast today, but I'd said earlier, you know, in the past, um, that kids who go to Fairday or see the floats that have queer messaging that are based on companies. Right now, the people who run those companies might be stodgy, straight baby boomers who don't fucking care about the queer community. But those kids will see those companies and they might be queer and they'll go work for those companies. Mm -hmm. And then it's no longer going to be this. I'm putting up a face. It'll actually be from the inside. This is exactly what it is. And I think that's what's so important to remember. And maybe I am an optimist. I am definitely an optimist. Maybe I am a dreamer, (laughs) but I'm not the only one. (laughs) But like, but you do have to start somewhere, right? Yeah. Nothing is going to be easy. And I think that, You know, you look at the 78ers and you look at like the fight has always been going on. Now the fight is just fiscal. Yeah. And as long as we can choose where our money goes and choose companies that, yeah, show us at least a little bit of representation, you know, you're never going to see Chick-fil-A at a fucking pride march. Mm -mm. And so, and the second you do, that's when you go, oh, cool. (laughs) Like that is, you know, you know, because they don't do anything for their people. They're a horrible company that makes great fried chicken. But there, I would rather eat a shoe because they're horrible people. Anyway, uh, now let's go to some more rainbow capitalism and hear some words from our sponsors. <laughs> rainbow capitalism. How about rainbow capitalism? You know what? I'm going to rain blow your mind away. How? By going to adamandeve.com and buying something a little sexy for myself. Maybe some rainbow cock rings. Maybe a rainbow dildo. Maybe rainbow. That's right. You can get both. And you'll get one of them at 50% off when you use checkout code by the by. That's B-Y-T-H-E-B-I. It might rain blow your mind away when you get your box and open it up and you find what, what extra goodies that they threw in because they like you. And even better, they're not going to charge you shipping. You'll additionally get six videos on demand. Is this rainbow capitalism? No, I'm helping you make a rainbow connection. That's right. AdamandEve.com. Use checkout code by the by. B-Y-T-H-E-B-I. So you've heard us talk about the game. It's so much fun. It's curious humans. And we've got a new question for you here that Angela and I will answer. This is from the Curious Humans. Which pack is this, Angela? 
Kinky Humans. Kinky Humans. This is from Kinky Humans. It's a good one. I like it. Okay. It's totally appropriate for a podcast. Uh Uh-huh. So in this game, what we would do is we would read this card, and then everybody at the table would guess whether I said true or false. Or you could just pass it around and use it as a way to get to know your friends, families, and people you might want to fuck. Here's the question. ASMR turns me on. I'm going to think false for you. For me, it's false. Yes. But I do like sound in my porn. So maybe it's true. I just haven't heard the right ASMR. Yeah. So how about you? Um, Typically, no. But again, like when I'm watching porn, I need sound. I can't. I don't like to just watch, watch it. I need the sound. The sound is extremely helpful. But other forms of ASMR, not so much. It doesn't turn me off. It just doesn't turn me on. It just, you know. So, like, you're not looking to uh, watch people, listen to people cut soap or sponges or eat, right? No. No. But we we do have a, a very dear friend out in uh, WA who really likes to hear us eat on the podcast. <laughs> so, if you're into ASMR and want to play a game, go to CuriousHumansGame.com and use checkout code by the by. That's B-Y-T-H-E-B-I for 10% off Curious Humans Game. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. All right, all right, all right. So we also went to the parade. We saw the parade. Well, we didn't go to the parade. Look, we knew that there was going to be 525,600 people there. So we ended up going to the Biconic viewing. Yeah, so Biconic had a viewing party and an after party. Uh, It was at an old cinema, so it was really great because the parade was shown on the big screen, which was awesome. Yes. Um. Yeah, so we did that. We went there and we, we had a small contingency of people. Yeah, we watched the the parade with a bunch of friends and a bunch of people we didn't know, new friends. Uh, it was really great. And I actually really enjoyed watching it on the big screen because it's hard enough most years to see anything yeah. if you actually go to the parade. And we knew that this year it was going to be so much more packed. And it was watching it on TV. It was so much more packed that it was like, you know what, we actually want to see it. And if we're not going to be in it, then we're going to we're going to at least have a good view of it. So we went to Biconic, we watched it. And it was really great because after the parade, a bunch of the people that were on the Bi 
plus visibility float came to the after party. So there was this big influx of people. And of course, they'd been in the parade and on the float and they had all the energy bringing it in. Uh, There was a DJ and yeah, it was just a really great night watching the parade and then celebrating with the after party. Yeah, it was so much fun. So I was just kind of curious how many people were there. And so just Googled, according to The Guardian, there were hundreds of thousands of people watching the 12,500 participants dance yeah. their way up Oxford Street. Like, I will say that the number of floats this year was phenomenal. It was like so, over 200 floats this year, which is more than normal, I feel like. if At least knowing where we were the first year we did the Biconic one and we were near the back. Um, so it was, yeah, there were a lot more floats this year, but it was good because there were a lot more of the community groups and a lot more, you know, different groups getting involved. And I will say that the commercial talking about rainbow capitalism, the commercial companies and things like that, they tended to be more towards the back and there really weren't that many compared to how many floats there were. No, I didn't feel like there were that many. Uh, there was a bunch of fucking people there. Yeah. A bunch of floats. I think there was more than 200 floats this year. Yeah, so it was great for them to all be back on Oxford Street again. Hadn't been on Oxford Street since 2020. And yeah, it was kind of kind of neat. Yeah. But watching it, I got to admit, like, <laughs> I love being at the parade and watching it live. Mm-hmm. But with no bathrooms, no drinks, no seats, really, Mm-mm. it's it's a bit of a... like. It's a long parade. It started at 7.30 and ended at, what, 11? It starts at 6.30. 6.30. And the, the, that's right. Um, the airing of it on TV starts at 7.30. That's right. That's yeah. right. But And then goes to, what, 10, 10.30. So yeah, 10.30. It's, it's four hours of standing there. Yeah. But if you actually want to go to the parade, you have to get there much, much earlier if you want to have True. any hope of a view. You have to be there at least two and a half so hours early. It's, yeah, at least. And yeah, it's, it's, so it's a commitment. Uh, and we've done it a number of times and it's great. Uh, it's also great to march in the parade as yeah. well. And we'll do that again. The but only problem so, with marching in the parade is you don't get to see the parade. Yeah. Yeah. You only see the bits around you yeah. and stuff, but there's also something magical about oh, being in it. Right. Absolutely. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. This year we decided we were going to go watch it on the big screen yep. with the Biconic crowd. And uh, you, you've heard us talk about them in the past. Biconic is an amazing organization that does some fun ass parties. They had a, a post-viewing party that was loud and crazy and it was great. There were pride sharks. Don't ask. I don't, I, it was part of the drone show. It was great. I don't know how sharks became a, a symbol of pride this year. I, I don't either. There's got to be something about it. Well, so, I, well, I do know where it came from. Originally, it was, a, they did a lighted drone presentation and one of the drone formations they made was a shark. And it had a pride flag. I don't know why they did that. Okay. So. Australia. <laughs> so apparently, because I, I do know that the Australian Museum as well had a shark exhibit during this. Oh, time. that's right. Yeah. So it's a, so I'm just looking at a, a BBC article. It says the Australian Museum wanted to create a vivid and unique sign to welcome hundreds of thousands of visitors to Sydney as the city hosts the month long World Pride Festival from Friday. And somewhat serendipitously, they already had a 10 meter great white or white shark displayed in front of the museum on one of the city's busiest intersections. So they just covered it in a rainbow. <laughs> and apparently that's, that's kind of what happened. Um, it just became a funny, irreverent, and stereotypically dressed shark. I mean, um, it is the most Australian yeah. thing, right? A giant yeah. thing 
that let's put something else on it. <laughs> yeah, so apparently they had no idea that it would be such a big thing. Um, but that's apparently what happened. Let's let's start a movement of save Pride Shark. Hashtag save Pride Shark. <laughs> yeah, but it was good. And I will say that also as part of all this, so veering away from the parade a little bit, they did light up the upper house in Pride colors and stuff at one point. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of World Pride. So that was nice. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Good fun. Uh, what else do we have left? We've got, we've got our, uh, well, we did the dance party in the domain the day oh, sorry. after, That's, we, which we touched on earlier yeah. briefly. Yeah. So that was 5 billion of your closest friends with really loud music. There, um, were, there was a lineup of DJs and then Kelly yeah. Rowland came on and I think another DJ after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was good. It was fun. Nice to get out. Some good food. I, yeah. I was surprised at how good the food was at that. Actually, that, it's true. The, the food trucks. Yeah, yeah, those were, they were really good. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have to wait very long for bathrooms ever. However, the bathrooms were nasty. They're, they did at least have bathroom attendants. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The the music was, I, I, I said loud, I'm old. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. It did get a little overstimulating for me. So I think next time I'll take my headphones like these yeah. and be like, okay, I need a moment. And then just kind of go away for a minute yeah. and then come back and be fine. Yeah. But it was amazing to see like all of these beautiful humans that were just out of reach. <laughs> it was also really nice to see everybody decked out still. Right. So it's oh not, God. it's not like everybody gets dressed up for Mardi Gras and then that's it. It was like still at the domain dance party the day after, yeah. like everybody's dressed up and. And this is just, Sunday from like a, from yeah. three to 10. Yeah. We got there at about four thirty, five o'clock. Four four thirty, yeah. Um, but it was still kind of, I mean, it was amazing. A lot yeah. of, lot of crazy on a Sunday. Who's, <laughs> who goes out dancing and partying on a Sunday? The queers. Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, it was good fun though. It was fun. It was fun. So yeah. So what do we have left? We have uh, another Discord listener. That's right. Coming into town. Well, they're actually in town now, but we're not going to see them until Thursday. That's exciting. So that'll be exciting. And yeah, this weekend, um, I think we don't really have a lot on the cards as far as Mardi Gras events. So we have room to fill in with whatever comes up. But Sunday morning, we do have the Pride March, which is going to be really great. So that starts early in the morning. And it's, I don't know, like how many thousands of people that are going to be marching across the Sydney Harbor Bridge from north to south. Yeah, and It's just going to be this rainbow wave going across. It's going to be awesome. Pretty excited for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it was such a delight. We've, we were fortunate enough to be able to see the gentleman over the weekend. Uh, he, our group that went to the parade viewing, he was part of that group. Uh, Leo and, uh, he, and his partner came. It was so nice to be able to spend Mardi Gras and then the dance in the domain with yeah. the people that we really cherish and value the most. Kobe and Judy were there. Mm -hmm. That was exciting. And, you know, some of one of our friends from the U.S. who was able to get tickets to everything. It was just, yeah. it was great. You know, Josh from last week, we we drug him to the Biconic <laughs> uh, yeah. Mardi Gras. And he had not actually been into the city during Mardi Gras before. So him experiencing it, it was just such a, I look back on it. I'm like, I think this was probably my favorite Mardi Gras for a couple of reasons. One was the people that we actually got to spend it with and, and, and experience it with. And then the other thing was, this was the first time I had gone out in kind of a normal, to a, I say a normal, you know, to a normal thing, you know, Mardi Gras, 
but I was wearing fox ears yeah. and my fox feet, which are just shoes, but they're cute shoes. So don't judge. They're fox feet shoes. They're fox feet shoes. And it was just such a fun experience to kind of go out and be like, all right, this is, this it, is me now. And it was good to have you out kind of in foxy mode a little bit. It wasn't full fox, of course, but it was, it was getting there. It was really nice. Yeah. And as a side note, I looked it up. The march across the bridge is going to be 50,000 people. Oh, just 50,000. <laughs> Open grind around there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, that's uh, that's more than a couple. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's going to be a bunch. going to be good. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great fun. Mm. Yeah. So, look, I guess the what does pride mean to you kind of thing is an important question, but I think that when you look at what comes out of it and the the being seen, feeling seen, both politically, commercially, and socially, like those are three vastly different things that aren't something that we always get that opportunity to do, right? Yeah. So I I so love the Pride events. They're they're fun. Uh, Leo calls them Gay Christmas, and it's, he's not far from the the point on that right uh it's it's something that is really cool to kind of go out and be able to be yourself and know that you're surrounded by people who will protect you if somebody doesn't like you being yourself yeah and it's a nice way to celebrate either out loud and proud or even quietly or if you don't identify under the queer umbrella even just as an ally And I think that's the really great thing about Pride is that you'll see people celebrating at all different levels. Some people are much louder and out there than others. And some people are just kind of in the space and enjoying it. And then you get some people who maybe can't physically be there, but they're, you know, watching things and they see the events that are happening. And it's that quiet recognition of, yeah, okay, I'm valid. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's really, really great to see that and then to see the variety and to see people both in the community, a lot of allies that are out there. And I think that's one thing that's really good to remember as well is that to participate in these events, to go to these events and, you know, to celebrate, you don't have to be part of the community. You can be an ally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that if you can go to a pride event, it's something that I would highly recommend doing. The energy is amazing. The energy is fucking amazing. If you just watch it on TV, that's still better than nothing. Mm -hmm. You can still watch the uh, Sydney Mardi Gras parade on YouTube. So you can look that up and, uh, yeah. So it ultimately have, have the popcorn ready, <laughs> have the popcorn ready, but like just you know, the importance of having pride events and how they are just a space for celebration and visibility and advocacy and promoting greater acceptance and equity and equality for all. And I think that's, that's one of those things that that's important to have. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, If you can't get out to your local Pride event, you know what? Our Discord, it's basically a 24-7 Pride event. Uh, If you want to join us on Discord, all you have to do is support us at any level on www.patreon.com slash by the by podcast. And you will get a magic link sent to you. Reach out to us on all of our socials. We are at by the by podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or you can go to our website, www.bythebuy.com.au. Feel free to submit uh, via our contact page and you can uh, talk to us that way. Or if you want to just use the old fashioned way, you know, email, you can email us theatomsoflove at 
com. Any final thoughts, Angela? Happy World Pride. Go out and celebrate to whatever level you want, even yep. if it's just quietly to yourself. That's right. Happy World Pride. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 